When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 3, Episode 9, Chapter Titled, Chapter Titled, The Last Temptation of Corey. That it is. It is The Last Temptation of Corey. So biblical. So biblical. Um, How's it going, Tanya? It's going pretty well. Been a while since I've seen you. Yeah. We did separate things today. We did do separate things today. It was a good day, too. We Because well, we were separate. Mm-hmm. We also did together things today. So. Yes. It was perfect. It was a good day. Yeah. What, what did we do, Tanya? Tell I, the class. <laughs> I took Finley to play Pokemon Go in a local but not as local place as usual. It's been a while. It's been a while, but he was very excited. The Pokemon have been neglected. Well... More importantly, sometimes I feel like Finley gets neglected, and I wanted to make sure that I spent some one-on-one time with him while I could. And it was fun. And now he doesn't feel good, probably because he ate too much sugar. Um, And then we went to Barnes & Noble, and we found this game. Alden found this game. It's an Agatha Christie card game, which um, mysteries are my thing. And Agatha Christie loved her so i'm very excited about this card game she is very excited i'm very concerned i went on the back of the box it says two to five players and i thought it was going to be good for two players reading the directions it seems like maybe not quite great for two players but we will see next week we're gonna have a review of agatha christie's um what's it called death on the cards um we like games and and we like mysteries (laughs) So I hope it's good. But what's more than likely going to happen, and I'm going to spoil it in advance, next week we're going to forget that we played it and we're not going to talk about it. Right. Did you guys know we saw Knives Out two weeks ago? I mean, they do now because you bring it up every every episode, Tanya. Because it was really good. It was amazing. It was the best movie I saw in 2019. Really? I think it's the only movie I saw in 2019. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. It's not the only movie I ever saw in 2019. I also saw the Mr. Rogers movie. So both of those movies were made for me and both of those movies were amazing. I think I saw Aquaman in 2019 as well. Was that 2019? I, I don't think, think so. so. I feel like it was at the beginning of 2019. Okay. It could have been the end of 2018, but I feel like it was the beginning of 2019. Okay. I don't know. Not so great of a movie. Um, so then we went to Walmart where I got two new succulents because they someone pushed this entire. So, OK, I knew where. But explain what succulents are. There's people who don't know. Yes, for sure. They are plants. They're in the cactus family and they come in all shapes and sizes. You don't have to water them that much. Everyone says they're easy to keep alive. I have found that to be opposite. I have trouble keeping them alive, but I love plants. So. I mean, you can usually get them for pretty cheap, which is nice. And you kind of have to rescue them all the time because everywhere doesn't take care of them. Lowe's doesn't take care of them. Home Depot doesn't take care of them. Walmart doesn't take care of them. There's like pieces of them all over the place and they're all half dead. But um, so today I we were at Walmart and I went to go get uh, succulents because I knew where they, the new ones were. They just put new ones out. 
after Christmas and I went to go get some and some of them were were not so great looking already and some of them were really good looking and I was getting some of the not so great looking ones because I want to like nurse them back to health. Because she felt bad for them. That's not a joke. They were pushed back to the back. Well, no, the, the, so (laughs) then I, so I picked the one that I wanted and I went around the corner to another aisle and I saw like a couple shelves down that someone had a whole tray of smaller pots of succulents that have been pushed to the back of this shelf they're just like sitting in the dark there's nothing else around them and they were all sick so i picked two of those and put the healthier one back and now i have two new ones yes so that was our evening and then we (laughs) came home and had pizza and watched boy meets world we did and now we're going to discuss it with you with the the excitement that it deserves Yes. Um, Come and join us on our perfect Saturday evening. I took fewer notes than normal and I'm very nervous. He, we, so we were like, how are we going to eat and take notes? I was like, I'm just going to, I took the same amount of notes as I normally do, which is not very many. And he was like, I'm just not going to take notes. And then I kept seeing him trying to take notes and he was having a lot of trouble and it was very sweet. He, He works so hard on this podcast. I'm so scared right now. Why? Because what if I don't remember anything? This episode is easy to remember. <laughs> you can't decide that for me. That's so, true. Nothing is easy for you to remember. No. Uh, so we watched Boy Meets World Season 3, Episode 9, um, episode titled... The Last Temptation of Corey. Did you forget and, it already? Yeah. And it was directed by David Trainer, Megan Trainer's grandpa. He's back again. Second week in a row. Second week in a row and second great episode in a row, I think. Spoiler alert. Um, go back. Don't listen to that part if you don't want to be spoiled for later. <laughs> and it was written by Susan Myers and Judy Toll. It was written by two women, um, which I find interesting, mostly because the subject matter isn't necessarily great towards women, but not necessarily wrong either. So right. we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, I, I did find it interesting because David Trainer doesn't direct very many more episodes, and I kind of wanted to see what he's gone on and done since. Uh, he's had a huge career since. He directed... Every episode of that 70s show. What? Yes. Are you serious? Anything else we know other than that 70s show? Because uh, well, that's pretty big. Well, that's his biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I looked him up, even it said he's best known for directing all of that 70s show. Wow. But he got his start, like his big start. He's directed two or three episodes of so many different things, too much to even uh, concern ourselves with. But before directing 46, I think, episodes of Boy Meets World, he directed 65 episodes of Designing Women. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so, a lot. Yeah, he did. I didn't even know there were that many episodes of yeah, Designing it, Women. that could be all of it. I don't know. Um, but And then most recently, he directed, I think, all of The Ranch with Ashton Kutcher. That's kind of huge. Yeah. Like, that's finishing now. Yeah. That's a big deal. I don't know if it's really all of it, but I know it's a lot of episodes, so I assume it's all of it, because I haven't seen The Ranch. I don't know how long it is. Me either. I have no desire to, but now I kind of want to see. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. Me too, but I've also heard some bad things about it. I haven't heard bad things about it. I don't like Ashton Kutcher enough to watch it. I don't like Ashton Kutcher. I do like Danny Masterson in that 70s show, and now I hate him because of everything that's come out since. Right, so, but there's someone else that's in the ranch that I felt like you absolutely adore, and I can't remember who it is right now. We gotta know. Yes, we do. Are, are we no, checking? We don't have, no, we I don't think, I feel, It's a girl. It's a girl that you love a lot. Who can't f- remember anything now? 
I don't want to hear it from you. Get you trying to psychic your way out of this one. It starts with a. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling a, a, a Sue. Sue? No, no, no Sue's in the room. Um, Kel? No, no. Tanya's looking it up. I can't continue to make fake names for 38 minutes while she looks this up because she's an old grandma. Who is it? Alicia Cuthbert. Oh, I love her. I know. <laughs> Finally, you got loud. Um, <laughs> so anyway, David Trainer's had quite the career. Yeah. And he directed probably some of the best of Boy Meets World. So Yeah, definitely. Except we don't know. The best might be yet to come. That's true. We don't know if it gets better or worse. Oh, boy. We're in for a wild ride. We're in for a wild ride. I wonder if Eric's going to get smart. So, Tanya, blurb, me and the class up. I thought you would never ask. You didn't think that. I did. You you talked about David Trainer for six hours. So You talked about succulents for 300 years. I did not. Class, this is it for us. <laughs> Okay, the blurb for Season 3, Episode 9, The Last Temptation of Corey is, Corey faces temptation when Willem Dafoe invites him to a party when he should be studying with Harvey Keitel. So now I understand. (laughs) Don't tell that story. Not long before recording this episode, Tanya looked at me and she said, is it Keitel or Keitel? And I said, What? And she said, is it Harvey Keitel or Keitel? And I said, it's Keitel. And she said, okay, thanks. And I said to myself, self, <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> but then she explained that when she was a kid, she always thought it was Keitel, which yeah, is weird. Yeah, like Keitel 1, like the alcohol. It's Kettle. It's, 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 it's Kettle ke- 1. It's Keitel 1. What? Yeah. No, it's Kettle. I've always heard people say Kettle is 1. Is it spelled K-E-T-T-L-E? Because it's not. I don't know. I've heard bartenders in bars say hey do you want kettle one they must not have had a very good uh education they must not have had a very good i'm education. just kidding bartenders have just as good of an education as everybody else but i'm pretty sure it's kettle one I... i'm wrong i don't drink so i'm probably <laughs> wrong okay so anyway uh that was an awful blurb disney what? disney plus that was terrible i'm not mad at you i'm mad at disney plus do you understand where it came from though no oh if you understood where it came from, then you would absolutely think it was a great blurb and that Disney Plus was doing the Lord's work. Did it come from a night with too much Keto One? No. <laughs> so, Tanya. Uh, cl- I'm done blurbing. Classroom or not classroom? Not classroom. Boo, not classroom. Why? I don't know. This You've heard our podcast before, right? We get... We I we get very excited about classroom starts. Yeah, I guess so. We we but, started that like hey, a year Alden, ago. Where where do we start? We start in the hallway. And what's happening in the hallway? Well, I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> I, um, I got I got the place where every scene starts on my notebook, and then a few notes here. Uh, but I don't remember what we're doing in the hallway when it starts. Well, see, I'm the queen of just not taking notes, so I've got this. Don't Go worry. Do it. So Corey is I'm just gonna on- watch an episode of The Ranch over here. <laughs> Go ahead. So Corey's on the phone with Topanga on the payphone, and she is sick. She's at home sick in bed, and he's like, I really miss you. I wish you were here. Do you need me to come home? Or do you need me to come like be with you while you're sick? And 
<laughs> Did you just have a whole conversation with your candy cane? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry to try. I don't know if this is going to be in the podcast or not. I just watched you pick your candy cane up and like have a conversation yeah. with it and then throw it back on the bed. I got a, I got a strawberry candy cane and I really like it. But I was just eating it before we started the podcast. And then a few minutes ago, I had some of it in my mouth, and then I realized it was impeding my conversation. So I chewed it quietly. I covered my mouth while I did it. And Tanya said, do you use it my breath? And I said, <laughs> no, keep talking. And just now, while she was talking and she was going on her long whatever that was, I reached over. I was over. talking about the show. I don't remember. I reached over and I grabbed what is remaining of the candy cane, and I almost unwrapped it and put it in my mouth. And then I looked at it, and I got mad at it. <laughs> he shook his head and threw it <laughs> on the bed. It was tempting me. <laughs> the last temptation of Alden. Yeah, that super, was a candy super cane. wasn't planned, but that's how it would go. I would be like, no, Tanya's at home. <laughs> so anyway, Corey's talking to Topanga on the phone. I guess I have to leave that in because we're not going to stop laughing about it. Um, um, Corey's talking to Topanga on the phone. She's got her like big old nightie on and she's, what? she's like a nightgown. Not a nightie, I guess. What? I had too much candy cane. I'm sorry. She has her nightgown on. She's got the big cordless phone. She's... Um, she looks fine. She doesn't even look sick at all. Right. And she's just like, Corey, um, no, just stay in school and take lots of notes for me. Love you. Bye. Yeah, Danielle Fischel, very good actress. I'm sorry, is it Fischel? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're getting through this episode. This is what happens when I don't take notes. I just have to go off my brain. Um, so Danielle Fischel is a very good actress. She's very bad at acting sick. Yeah. Or she wasn't sick. Or David Trainer is really bad at directing people to act sick, so no. now we have to watch The Ranch and find out. David Trainer's dope. Okay, so okay. anyway, she tells him to take really good notes for her, and he says, okay, I miss you so much, I will call you after next period. And then he hangs up the phone and says, what? We're in love with Sean standing right there, and then the whole school like looks and gets upset because he said he and Sean are in love. Shut up. Everybody knows they're in love. Right. Get off their backs. And and Sean says, if you ever do that again, I'm going to kill you. I don't remember it being that serious. I think that's what he said. Oh. Um. Anyway, then they, what happens? So then what happens is they um, notice that a girl is like talking about Corey or says hi to Corey that he's, he's not used to her saying hi to him. And Sean's like, um, you have the scent. Well, she she likes she says she likes his shirt, and he says oh, something yeah. about like underneath that I'm naked or something. Yeah, she, he says underneath this I'm half naked. Yeah, which was weird to me, but I feel like it's definitely something that an Alden would say without thinking about for it for sure. But um, you probably said it last week at work for sure. <laughs> but Sean points out at that point, like, hey, this is it's this is different because Corey's like these. These girls, these kinds of girls don't flirt with me. And Sean says, that's different now. You've, you've got the scent. And he's like, what's the scent? And Sean goes on to tell him, I, we think possibly for the second time that when he's I'm, taken that girls like him. I feel like Alden said we've talked about this before. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I remembered 
I think we did talk about this before. Yeah, there was an episode where Corey was dating somebody else and, and a girl liked him. We're bad at remembering the show that we do a podcast for. We're going to have to go back and watch the episode again and do a podcast about that episode again. I wonder how different what we would say would be if we did an episode on an episode that we've already seen. Here's the problem. We remember things so poorly, we'd just go back and say all the same stuff. I think we would say completely different stuff and our our listeners would be like, what the heck? (laughs) Like, I love this episode. What? They hated it before. I hate. I hate Wendy. She's terrible. She's mm. the worst thing ever. Yep. Yeah. We have to do that when we're done with this. <laughs> we're not moving on to another show or another podcast. We're, we're just, just going to redo start it. start over again. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Corey says at that point, he says, what? Just because I'm with Topanga now that, uh, what's her name? When? Not no, Wendy. No, Missy. When he's like, Missy girls Elliot. like Missy are going to turn around and make small talk with me. Mm-hmm. And... All of a sudden, this girl with big blonde hair turns around and she's just like, oh, hi, Corey. And like walks over and she's like, did you know that tonight the sun is going to set at 652? And he's just like, uh, no. And he looks um, at Con. He looks at at Con. Con. No, he looks at Sean and he says, help or something, right? Yeah, he's he's very confused. And the next thing we know, we're in class, in Mr. Feeney's class. And Missy is sitting in front of Corey. So it's Sean at the back, Corey in front of him, and Missy in front of Corey. And Sean's like, makes some joke about Yeah, he's Papa Bear. He calls Corey Papa Bear and says that... Uh, he needs to hold on to his porridge because Goldie... Like Goldilocks is sitting in in Topanga's chair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And Corey's just like, whatever. This is stupid. Um, this is the only part where I'm like, she's actually like a decent actress, and she's yeah. an actress, actress. Like she's done a lot of stuff. Um, but she, while Sean is whispering in Corey's ear about things normally, whoever is sitting in the front is acting like they don't hear anything. She is reacting to what they are saying. Yeah, there were multiple scenes like that where something was going on and she was reacting to it. Well, I mean, there's a few more later that I'll mention. But Right. Um, this is a person, and I actually don't know her name. I did not look it up. Uh, but I do know her from the Will Friedel classic, My Date with the President's Daughter. I think it's Friedel. <laughs> Shut up. It probably is. I think it is. I watched a video the other day where he was announcing that he was going to be at Comic-Con, and he said, hey, I'm Will Friedle. And I was like, he said his name wrong. <laughs> um, Ethan Supley, also. What? Supley. When did that happen? When I listened to his podcast the other day. I've heard him in interviews and stuff where they call him Ethan Supley. He says it differently. Oh, my God. We're dumb. No, I think the world is just changing. Maybe that's what it is. We are not evolving with everyone's last names. Yeah. Anyway, what happens? Um. So, um, Sean is talking to Corey about Missy, and Corey's like, shut up, Sean. I'm trying to listen to Feeney. I'm trying to hear what he's trying to say. Again, Corey is a shining example of morality. He is trying while everyone else is trying to pull him down. Yes. And then, as he says that, Mr. Feeney says, Corey, what was I just saying? And Corey doesn't know because Sean has been talking in his ear the whole time. So then Mr. Feeney goes, Mr. Hunter, 
What was I talking about? And Sean says, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, New Deal. And Mr. Feeney like grabs his chest and he says, you, you're right for once. And Sean says, yeah, I've been answering the same thing for two years. I figured it would finally work. That but seems like a youth thing. It, I mean, maybe yes, but it also, that tells me that that's the reason this whole conversation happened with Mr. Feeney. Because like, if Sean has said the same thing for two years, Mr. Feeney is not an idiot. Like, he's really smart. He knows that. So he was finally talking about the thing that Sean always answers with. So he intentionally asked Corey because he knew Corey wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. And then he called on Sean because Sean was able to say it. So he was just, he was playing the long game. I'm glad you thought, like overthought this because I didn't think that at all. But maybe that's true. Um, So then we go, so then Feeney is talking about they have a project coming up on the Great Depression. And he's like, everybody needs to pair up. And so Sean and Corey are like, yeah, we're a pair. And Mr. Feeney's like, no, you got to pick somebody else. Like, Spread the wealth. Spread the wealth. Which, they're both stupid. They don't get good grades. They're not both stupid. If you pair him with the right person, he's going to be able to pull off a great project. In fact, I bet if he was paired with Topanga, well, maybe not anymore. Maybe now it'd just be makeout time. But I feel like Topanga wouldn't allow that. I don't know. Anyway, point is, I'm not that stupid. Sean does, is just is not going to try. Right. And Corey only tries once in a while. True. Um. Anyway... So, class is dismissed, and Trini comes over. Uh, Yeah, Trini comes over. Trini. We love Trini. I love Trini so much. She made me so happy. Brittany Murphy. Yes, Brittany Murphy comes over, bounces over in all her jubilant joy, and she's just like, so, well, I don't is, know what to do. Topanga's usually my partner. This is after Sean's like, if I can't do it with Corey, I'm not doing it with anybody. And then a cute girl comes over and says, Sean, do you want to do a project? And he's like, gotta go. Sean's an asshole. I mean, he had to pick somebody. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he would have gotten a zero no matter what. But does Corey pick Trini? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's dive back into the episode. So Trini bounces over and she's just like, I don't know what to do. My partner in crime, the person I always partner with, is sick. What am I supposed to do? And she's like, oh, Corey, you need a partner and I need a partner. And Corey turns around and starts walking out the door. He's like, yeah, we better go start looking. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he doesn't like her. I don't... I mean, I get it. She's over the top and obnoxious, not in a bad... Like, not in a mean way, but she, like, doesn't know how to control her emotions. But he definitely should have looked at this situation and said, best case scenario, I'm going to be with my girlfriend's best friend. Right. Because nothing bad could happen with that. Right. He walks out the door and immediately... Missy accosts him from a corner by the lockers and is like, we're going to be partners. And he's just like, what? And she's like, yeah, we're going to be partners. We're going to do this project on the Great Depression. And Corey's like, "Okay, I guess I have a partner. Well, no, he said, no, I'm going to be by myself. And then Mr. Feeney comes by with Trini again and says, whatever her last name is, she still needs a partner. Corey. And she like side eyes him like. Like raising like, her eyebrows, your last chance. and Corey goes, "Oh nope, I have a partner," and puts his like arm around uh, Missy. Yes, this was his one, one, and I'm gonna say this one time: it's his only downfall in this episode. Okay, you said it once. Yep. So anyway, 
Somebody else keep track, please, if she says that again, because I want to know. So uh, Feeney and Trini walk away. Feeney mm-hmm. and Trini. <laughs> uh, they walk away and um, Corey and Missy are talking about it. And Missy's like, oh, yeah, we can get together and work on this project. And don't worry, I, um, I'm i not going to get in the way of... What is it? Topagigio? Topagigio. Yeah, Topagigio. And he's like, it's Topanga. And I mean, he makes it very clear. Like, he loves his girlfriend. Yeah. So then we go to the cafeteria where Corey and Sean are talking about... um, No, no, no. Yeah, Corey and Sean are talking about what what the plan is. And um, Corey sits down and he says... The weirdest thing happened. I got up to pay for my cafeteria lunch, and she told me that it was already paid for, that it was covered already. Who Mm -hmm. would have done that? And Sean's like, I don't know. And then Missy calls Corey over and says, you need to come sit with me. We can talk about the Great Depression or whatever. Right. We can talk about our project. He's like, well, I guess we do need to talk about our project. I would like to point out that last week, there were no seats in the cafeteria ever. Or was it week before last? Uh, Whenever. There were no seats in the cafeteria. This week, Sean and Corey have their own huge table, and Missy has her own huge table. I mean, we made it clear that week. Like, that was the only time we'd ever seen the cafeteria full. Right. So, Corey goes to sit next to her, and she's being flirty with him. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how she has a party... Yeah, at first she's like getting, saying things to get him to like touch her arm oh, and yeah. stuff like that. She's like, I switch moisturizers and she's, she's a- he's freaking out. Like, mm-hmm. it's really bothering him. It's making him very uncomfortable. And I say that because like, it's apparent that this kid is uncomfortable. Right. And she's telling him like, you should touch my, my arm or you should feel my moisturizer. And he like, just very lightly pokes her and he goes, yep, that's nice. It reminds me of our project. Yeah, and he, she's like, my skin reminds you of the Great Depression. Yeah, and he's like, just the end part when everyone's happy? Um, meanwhile, Eli, Jonathan, and Feeney are at a table just just a little ways away, and Feeney is signing up um, sponsors for his marathon mm-hmm. that he will be walking for um, some type of charity. I think it's for the school, but I'm not positive. And... Um, Jonathan's just like, uh, I can do like a dollar. And and Feeney says, a dollar? Janitor Bud signed up for $2. You won't even beat Janitor Bud? He doesn't even have an address. He uh, also is the janitor again? Janitor Bud? We both looked at each other and it was like, don, don, don. Yeah, so. the things that this podcast has made us have to remember. So that begs the question. Is Janitor Bud the janitor again? Or they just is his name janitor? Or do they just call him Janitor Bud? Or did Mr. Feeney get so tired of having him as a secretary that he was like, just go be janitor? Or was Mr. Feeney playing this whole thing out and he was like, you're going to be my janitor for like a week. Everyone's going to forget about it after that. You'll be back to being janitor. Don't worry about it. Uh, secretary? Oh, yeah. Um, or his name is Janitor Christopher Bud. In... In episode of Scrubs, the janitor does say his name is Jan Itor. Oh, yeah. We just watched that one yesterday. Yeah, we did. <laughs> anyway, Scrubs cast later. Um, <laughs> but so Mr. Feeney or Mr. Turner like walks away from the conversation. He's like, sign me up. Whatever. Bye. Walks out. And 
Mr. Feeney says, okay, Eli, what, what can I put you down for? And, um, I don't remember what the first amount was that Eli says, but Mr. Feeney goes to write it down and he's like, oh, oh, ah, you know, I just, I'm, I'm hurt so much. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to do, do that much this year. It's not like last year even where it's where I couldn't even walk. I couldn't, my, I was a no show. I was a no show. I didn't raise any money. This year, I, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do, but I need to at least make it a few blocks for charity. And Eli says, you know what, George, just put me down for $50. That way, you just get a mile done. Uh, there you go. That's that's your money for charity. And Mr. Feeney says, yeah, I, I, you know what? I might not even make it a mile, maybe a block or two. So that'll that'll get me down to a, to a decent amount. And Eli says... Uh, just put me down for $50 a mile because, you know, that way it shows on the sponsor sheet. Right. So Mr. Feeney goes, okay, thank you. Thank you. You're such a great guy and reaches out to shake his hand. And then he goes, ow, when, when. He's like, you're squeezing too tight my joints. Yeah. Mr. Feeney is a, is a criminal. He's a sneaky snake for sure. Sneaky snake Feeney. But as all this happens, Corey and, and Missy are over there still talking, and um, Trini comes over, and she's like, oh, Corey, yeah, you, did you want to go see uh, Topanga with me after school? And Corey's like, he stands up in like a rage, and he's like, what, you think you're the only one that thinks about Topanga? I'm thinking about t- Topanga right now. And he's like, I love that girl. I love her so much. I'm thinking about her right now. And- While he's doing all this with, with Trini, this is another time when Missy, whatever her name was, is the actress, is sitting there, and she's like reacting to this whole thing. Like she's making faces at Corey when he says this stuff, and... And then he sits back down and she starts to like look kind of like expectantly relieved. Mm-hmm. And he immediately looks back over at Missy and goes. He stands up again and is like, and I'm thinking about her now, too. And when he stands up again, Missy like makes a crinkled up face like what is going on? Um, so she's good. I like her. Yeah. But I don't she's, like she, her. She does some Hallmark movies now. Huh. She did one a few years ago. She hasn't done one recently, but she did one a few years ago. So anyway, Corey walks away. He's like, I'm going to go think about Topanga over here. And then we go to the Matthews residence. We go to the Matthews residence where, um, oh, and Missy has invited Corey to a party. That's correct. That's important. Did we talk about that? No, no. this is what happens when I don't take notes. <laughs> so Missy's like, uh, I have a party tonight at my parents' house. They're not going to be home. And he's like, uh, we need to do our project. And she's like, oh, come on, come to the party. And he's like, uh, I'm going to stay home and do the project. You can have your party. Don't one of us should be working on it. And he's like, and she's just like, please come to the party. And he doesn't give her a direct answer. But they start. Now we go to the Matthews residence. Well, and she says we can work on it here or we can work it at my house. And to pay or and Corey says, like, so we're going to talk about the Great Depression at your party. And she says, would it even be a party without it? Now we go to the Matthews residence where uh, Corey and Sean are talking about whether or not to go to this party. And Sean's like, why you act like you have a reason not to go? Just go. Like, it's going to be fun. Sean is the devil in this episode. When Missy told him to make sure that he brought Sean with her. Right. Um, so then uh, in the background, um, Eric is like 
taking down a picture off the mantle. and Of the family. Of the family. It's their family portrait. I wanted a better look at it because I couldn't remember if Morgan was in it or not. Oh, I didn't, we should have checked that. Um, I feel like she was in it. Okay. In the picture. Um, it seemed like more than just four people, but I don't know. Let us know, guys. You'll know. You'll tell us. We do the podcast. We should know. That's that's interactive. Okay. That's it's an interactive experience. We're doing something that no other podcast has done before. Just kidding. We're just we didn't prepare as well as we should have. But uh, <laughs> so, uh Eric takes the painting down or the picture down and he hands it to Sean and he says, "Here, take this." And uh Corey goes to walk out because he says he's going to go talk to Topanga. Right. So he walks out, and then Eric says, wait, Sean, take this, and he hands him the pa- uh, the picture. And without missing a beat, Sean just takes, takes the picture and, and walks, walks out. out. And Eric nails another picture up to the to the wall, and you can't really First, see. First, he nails a hole straight into the wall. That's true. Eric's dumb. Uh, but he nails the picture into the wall. Um, you can't really see what it is. I think, I mean, it was a, it was a baseball player. Right. Um, but you couldn't see it too close up. And... Alan walks in holding the picture, and he says, Eric, what's going on? I had to wrestle this away from Sean. No, you didn't. It took two seconds, Alan. He probably just, as they were passing, Alan just, like, took it out from under Sean's arm, and Sean didn't even notice. He just kept walking. (laughs) Just hit him in the face and took the picture. Wow, that took a turn. Mm -hmm. So Eric explains to them that the guy that he got this picture of, he spent $200 on this picture of this signed baseball player, who has his two intentional walks away, or two, like, um, hit-by-pitches away from breaking the record. And that once he breaks that record, this picture's going to be worth a fortune. I don't know what that means. Well, when you get hit by a pitch in baseball, one, it hurts very bad. That's a very fast ball. Two, you get to go to first base. But uh, as a huge baseball fan my entire life, no one cares about that stat. And even if, like, Barry Bonds broke the home run record. If you had a picture of Barry Bonds that he signed and you had it and it was, you spent $200 on it, it doesn't matter that he broke that home run record. You might now be able to sell it for $220. That, that's not worth money. But Eric's an idiot. Yesterday, I was watching the Durrells in Corfu, and they had a cricket match in the show, and someone threw the ball, and it hit one of the characters in the head, and he passed out. I swear this has to be going somewhere, right? That was it. What (laughs) the hell? The whole time you were talking about that, all I could picture was that happening in my show. Anyway, a ball that Barry Bonds hit out of the, the park would have been worth a lot of money. A picture of Barry Bonds signed, not worth any money. A picture of this fake baseball player that's getting hit by a bunch of baseballs, not worth any money. But Eric thinks it's going to put him through college. Yes. He says, how are you going to get me through my college in, intuition? Uh, intuition. This is going to get my, my college intuition. And Alan <laughs> smacks his head and he was like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. But Eric says, man, and th- th- the guy didn't even know what he had. And Alan goes, nah, he knew exactly what he had when you walked in there. Oh, that So hurt. anyway. So now, now we go to Topanga's house. Correct. Um, and you see Trini and Topanga like sitting on the bed, having girl talk. They're talking about their day. Trini's telling Topanga about 
hit her not being able to get a partner. So now she's partnered with Feeney. Feeney promised he would do the paper with me as long as I never call him again. <laughs> and Topanga just like knowingly nods. Oh, I love it because so much. I Tr- wish there was a Trini and Topanga show. Because Trini has already pointed out that she calls Topanga at three o'clock in the morning and somehow Topanga just knows it's her. I seriously would have loved being best friends with Trini so much. You really would have. Yes. Like, we would have had so much fun together. Mm. And then you and I never would have started dating because you would have not been able to handle my best friend. That's true. More than my best friend when we first started dating. So they, they're talking and Corey, you hear him coming up the hallway and he goes, Topanga, your mom told me to just walk right in and opens the door and then he goes, but she didn't tell me Trini was here. Why does he hate her so much? I don't know. I think we've been over this in, the, in this episode even. <laughs> I'm just, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. So, Corey comes in and um, Trini's like, oh, well, I guess I'll just leave you guys. And then, like, looks at Topanga expectantly. And Topanga starts to be like, oh, well, Trini. And Trini goes, oh, well, in that case, I'll stay for another hour. And Corey looks, like, dumbstruck. And she's like, just kidding. I'm leaving. Bye. And then she goes, nobody gets me. And I'm like, dude, I get you, Trini. I do. We're friends. <laughs> okay. And Carry on. Yeah, I will. So Corey talks to Topanga about um, the day. And she's like, well, did anything interesting happen? And she goes, he goes, no, you know, nothing really happened. Oh, I, I, oh, Mr. Feeney does, like, he was doing a project. And he said that I couldn't be partners with Sean, so I ended up being partners with, oh, what's her name? And Topanga goes, oh, Missy, whatever her last name is, Missy Elliott. And Corey says, or and she can says. Can you not put this evil on Missy Elliott? I love her very much. I don't remember the girl's last name, though. You can just call her Missy. Missy. and Bitchy Missy. No. And good actress, Missy. She was a good actress, not a good person. Uh, so Corey says, yeah, and Topanga says, yeah, Trini already told me, um, so you guys working on it together, and Corey says, well, we, you know, we can't work on it tonight, because she's having this party, and, you know, I, you know, I didn't want to go to her party, and she goes, well, why don't you go to the party? Just go to the party, Corey, and he's like, well, are you sure I should go to her party? Right, like, shouldn't I be here, and she's like, no, go to the party. Yeah, Topanga's all, like, she's like, go to this party, go have fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which is very nice. She trusts him. Yeah. And she should. Mm-hmm. And he says, okay, well, can I get you anything while while I'm out? And she says, well, get me a pint of... Um, rice milk ice cream. Rice milk ice cream. But if you can't find that, chunky monkey with extra whatever. And he says, okay, I will be back by nine. And she's like, are you sure? And he says, yeah, I'll be back by nine. If I'm not, then... We're, We're at, at war. war. So now we go to Missy's house. We do go to Missy's it's house. It's another basement. I feel like all the parties are in the same basement. I do think this is the same basement. Um, And Sean and Corey walk down the steps and they're like, oh, you guys are here. And they're like, what? Uh, by they, she means, early? By they, she means Missy and her one friend. Right. Um, And uh, Corey's like, are we early? And they're like, no, this is it. And they're like, is, what kind of party is this? Is this a surprise party? And they're like, yeah, it is. Surprise, it's just us. Mm-hmm. Something's going on here. It, it makes me so angry. Yeah, it's rough. Um, so 
Sean and Corey start talking, and Corey's like, do you understand what's going on here? We have to stay together. We, the two of us, uh, uh, we're going to be strong, and just the two of us be strong together. And the other girl walks over to Sean. Whispers in his ear. Yeah, like pulls him down close, whispers in his ear. He starts giggling. Yeah, weird giggling. As he does, and then they run away together. Yeah. Um, which leaves Corey and poor Corey Missy and Missy. So Corey, again, trying to be very awkward and like dismissive make it clear. of her. Oh, cause she says, Oh, Cor- cause Sean mentioned something about the other girl's dress and she says, Missy says, Corey, you didn't say anything about my dress. And he says, Oh yeah, I like it. My girlfriend Topanga, she has one just like it only longer. <laughs> Um, and he's he's being very dismissive of her, and they sit down. How did on the you couch. like her dress? Fashion corner. I don't like white dresses. Okay. Um, if it was like an off white like lace, I'd be. I would think it was really cute. I did not like that dress in particular. And generally, I think I would have thought that because I didn't like her character. Mm-hmm. But I've liked some of the clothes on the really bad characters, and I did True. not like that dress. Yeah. So. What did you think of the dress? I don't care. I thought maybe you had a, an opinion on it, and that's why you asked me. No. <laughs> you really no. you really just wanted me to do my fashion corner. Yeah, I figured it. they brought up the dress. So mm. Yeah, I didn't like it, so I wasn't going to talk about it. So, Corey and Topanga, I mean, definitely, wow. Corey and definitely not Topanga. Wow. Corey and Missy start talking. and They sit on the couch. He looks up at the wall, and there's a bunch of deer heads on the wall, and he's like, wow, those are heads. And she goes, yeah, my dad's a big hunter. Uh, don't worry, though. He's never shot any boys that I like before. And Corey's like, oh, you like me? At which point she's like, of course. Like, why do you think you're here? Um, and so she's like, I, from what I've seen of you, I really, really like you. Um, but I really want to know more. So tell me about yourself. And he <laughs> puts this really weird like cadence to his speech and starts being like, I was born in Jefferson hospital and like goes on. Some say there was a drizzle out. (laughs) Yeah. And he starts talking about his birth and then they do that weird, like flip scene thing. And he's like, and then in the fourth grade, (laughs) so he's gone through birth through fourth grade while she's listening. And finally, it wasn't until fourth grade that she says, she says, um, how about we just skip to now? And he's like, and oh, now nothing's going on now. It's just me and you and the heads. And she goes, okay, well, I'm just going to. Oh, no, she goes, you're right. It, let's let's liven this up a little bit. And she reaches out for a remote, turns on some music, and it's like some romantic, like horns and jazz and stuff. And she starts like slinky dancing, like, come on, big boy, come dance with me. And he's just like, ugh. Like, he is not feeling this. This is, like, take some cues. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, but she's a 14-year-old girl, and she likes him. Yes. She doesn't know how to handle that. So she's trying to seduce him. Yes, literally, for hours, it seems. She is trying to seduce him. He has fought it off for hours and technically days at this point. Right. So he stands up and... She starts dancing with him and um, he like tries to keep them like far apart and she Mm -hmm. pulls him in closer. 
and they're still talking some and she's just like she says something and it's like like this and she leans in to kiss him and he puts his hand in between their faces mm-hmm. so that she just kisses his hand and she is visibly upset and he like jumps over and he's like that's it like i've got to i have to well oh he, the nine he, o'clock thing. he pulls his hand down and he says missy you are trying to seduce me um and then she says well yeah but i'm not doing a great job at it because it's already after nine and i'm we haven't even started making out yet and he goes after nine we're at war and he runs and grabs the um the phone off of the table and tries to take it up the steps but it's a corded phone so he like gets dragged back down the steps by the cord and he runs he's like i need to call someone i need a place to call so he opens a door and walks into a room and shuts the door and she's like that's a closet and he's like perfect and he calls topanga from the closet he's in the closet the door is closed he calls topanga and he's like topanga i'm leaving for chubby's right now and she opens the door in the meantime missy opens the door and slinks in and comes over and Corey is dutifully and wonderfully telling Topanga that like he's sorry he's late he's on his way to Chubby's he's gonna bring her the ice cream don't worry and while he's saying this Missy has come up behind him puts her arms around him and starts chewing on his ear yeah she is chewing on this his ear I'm so upset right now she's chewing on his ear and like kissing his neck it's terrible we had this discussion when TK was doing things that um, he made very clear that he did not want. Mm-hmm. In TK's case, it was almost like she didn't know any better, and then she stopped. Mm-hmm. And they had a discussion about why things were happening like this. In this case, this girl knows exactly what she's doing, and it turned my stomach. Yeah. It upset me so much. And I get that, like, this is where I'm not sure where the line is, because We've talked a million times about how guys like girls to be forthcoming and to put the moves on them and it makes them feel special and blah 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 But it's almost like she didn't believe that Topanga was special enough. Well, I don't think that's it at all. She didn't care whether Topanga was special. She wanted to be special. And that's where, like, that's where the truth of this episode comes in. And I, it's it's touchy because i know that kind of the rap is like women only want what they can't have so they always go after they wait until you're with someone to go after you and that's not necessarily the case yeah i think that's just people in general exactly that's what i was going to say it's people always want what they can't have so guys will do this Mm -hmm. once a girl finally has a boyfriend guys will want to be with her and they'll say oh but i was gonna be a great like i would have been a great boyfriend Right. And girls will do this too. I've had it happen many times. Like you, you're you single for forever and then you finally date someone and people come out of the woodwork like, oh, but uh, but what about me? Right. I want to feel special. Right. And I think that's what she wanted. She wanted to feel special. And she's also not used to not getting what she wants. Like right. she clearly is considered one of the hot girls in school. Right. And always gets to date the guys that she wants. And Corey has never been in a situation where a girl like her would want to date a guy like him. Right. So this is all very different for him. Right. So it's got to, like, as a guy, this is a very tough situation for him because he 100% feels 
happy about the attention. Right. But he doesn't want to do anything to hurt Topanga, and he doesn't want to be with Missy, but he does like being told how much she likes him. Where she went wrong, because he didn't tell her no. He made it very clear. He was giving very clear cues the mm-hmm. whole time. She didn't pick up on him. That's their kids. It's not always going to happen. Mm-hmm. Then... She tries to kiss him. He puts his hand over his mouth. He tells her no. Like, he says, I don't want this. Right. So now, from this point forward, she should know this is not what he wants. I got to back off. Right. So that's when it turns into a problem for me. So she comes up behind him and starts, like, kissing on his neck. And it's like, ugh. While he's on the phone with Topanga. It upset me a lot. And I think... For me, it's important to watch this. And and again, I think I talked about this in the TK episode, is that... No, it's, per- it's pronounced tka. <laughs> I'm going to punch you. But not really. I would not punch him. Don't worry. <laughs> Stop. Oh. I did not. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Glad we got that on audio. <laughs> wow. Um, do I think that these things happen to women unsolicited way more than men? Yes. Yeah. Do I think that men overpower women? Constantly, yes. But I do think it's important to remember that it is not just women that this happens to. It is men that this happens to. And I think as women, when we're going through all of this stuff, because it's really tough out there, but it's important to also talk to your boys about the same things. Mm -hmm. Um, And Corey was dealing with things that I, as a woman, have dealt with and... The comparison, I think it's really important to understand that this is happening to guys too. And it will go further in a couple of minutes. The reaction to it is so much of what I have felt in my life. Oh, me too. And and I think there are a lot of guys who don't really handle things that way. But I, I, I tend to overthink situations and I try to think about how I should handle them. So there have been many, many times where I've been come on to and I clearly say no. And then a, f- a woman will force herself onto me. Um, and it is, it's very confusing. He's making it's- this sound like it's like happening now. This is not his current situation. Help. <laughs> uh, no, but it's, I mean, and it's not even that much. As a, as a woman, it happens all the time and I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying like, whoa, it's me. It's happened to me three or four times in my life. Mm-hmm. But it's terrible because you don't know how to handle it. And there were times where I kind of let things happen that I shouldn't have let happen. But because I felt um, it felt good to be wanted, sometimes you let things happen that you shouldn't. Corey did a really good job here. Yes. He was a, he was a very good example. Like, I want our kids to watch this episode. Mm-hmm. Um but because we do like we tell our kids like if you want something like you should go for it but when it comes to people like you have to get consent for everything like that is very important um but obsession sometimes weighs so much heavier than all of the lessons that you've been taught right um so it's it's a touchy subject but so she's like all over him and he gets off the phone and After turns oh susanna because she is eating his face Um, And he hangs up and he turns around and basically is like, what are you doing? And she just starts making out with him. He says, I have to leave. And she says, it's not going to be that easy. And she blocks the door. Yeah, she has blocked the door to the closet. This is terrifying. 
it was terrifying. I don't know if we should put like a content warning on this because it was actually like very scary I to mean, me. I mean, if you watch the episode, I mean, you yeah. need a content warning for that too. Yeah. It, so yeah, it sucked. Um, she So she grabs him and says, you're not getting out unless, and then she like leans forward and grabs his face and kisses him and he doesn't really react. No, he's he just like kiss, limp. <laughs> he doesn't kiss back. Um, and she lets go of him and he says, this is wrong. We can't do this. I have a girlfriend that I love very much. And I need to be with her now. I need to be with her now. And then he walks around her and walks out. And then she again is still like, you can't, you can't go. And then you hear a car out park outside and she's like, you have to go right now. My dad's home. I'm not allowed to have boys here. Do you want to be like one of those heads on the wall? And then it shows Corey's head as one of the heads on the wall, and it's like, get out. Oh, that was so scary. I, ugh, that was rough. Why? Stop. Please don't do that. <laughs> oh, oh that, I don't like that. Um, so Sean comes running down the stairs, and Sean's like, don't worry, Corey. I have escaped out of every basement in this area. Like, I've got this. And then Missy gives, like, detailed instructions of how to get out of the basement and how to get to the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they're used to walking the highway. She's like, climb out the window, climb over the fence, you'll fall into a bush, then you'll be right next to the highway. Right. And he's like, you've done this before. And she's like, yeah, a few times. I'm not allowed to have boys here. So they leave, and I think the next thing we see is Chubby's. They're yeah. at Chubby's, and he's ordering ice cream for Topanga. I would like to say, he said not. He said nine. At this point, he has had all of this happen mm-hmm. and gotten to Chubby's. It's got to be at least ten at this point. Yeah, probably. Um, and well, his kids are just no. out running around at ten. No, because when they go into Chubby's, Corey says, I can't believe we made it here in ten minutes. Yeah, but all of that happened, and it was after 9 when they were dancing. True, true. So 9.30, 10 o'clock, These kids are just running around at 10 o'clock in Philadelphia. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on a Um, playground. So they're talking, and and Corey is like, I can't believe I kissed Missy. And everyone is staring at him. And Sean's like, why are you telling everybody? Like, you could have gotten away with this. And now you're telling everybody that you kissed Missy. They're just a couple of guys up to no good. And they started making trouble in the neighborhood. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. What happened when you got in a fight? Huh? Uh, One little fight? Oh, their their mom got scared. And she said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Um, Anyway. So, yeah, he says, I can't believe I kissed Misty. Missy. And he didn't kiss her. I have that written in gigantic letters on my notes is he didn't kiss Missy. He didn't. She kissed him. And he tried very hard not to for hours and hours and days and days. Um, he maybe could have removed himself from the situation before it got to this point. But he's a 14 year old. Is he 14 or 15 or what is he now? I don't know. I don't know. He's he's old enough to know better, but he also is young enough to not exactly know what to do in these situations. No, there's no and way I would have known how to navigate this situation at 13, 14, 15, 16. Like, you don't learn how to navigate this situation until you're an adult. And the two most Even important then. people in his life told him to go to the party. Yeah, some people don't ever figure out how to navigate this situation. I don't know how to navigate this situation. What are you going to do when you're at a party and some guy tries to kiss you? I'm going to go in a closet and call you on the phone. And then kiss him? No, never. 
God, I'm moving in with my auntie and uncle in Bel Air. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the whole all of Chubby's like looks around and he's like, "What an active imagination I have." Well, <laughs> like Missy, yeah, no way. Um, and then they turn around. He orders the ice cream, and um, Sean's like, uh, "Sean says something about like you, you're getting away with it. It's fine." Like, and Sean says, "You didn't kiss her." You are the victim here. You are a victim. And I think that's very important. Corey was a victim. Yeah. Um, and as they're talking, Sean was like, oh, Topanga. And Corey's like, oh, that's real funny, Sean. That's really, really funny because Topanga couldn't be here. And he turns around. Topanga's right behind he him. He turns around and he just goes, oh, Susanna. <laughs> and Sean starts singing with him. Sean didn't even know. He just went along with him. I wish friend. he was. I wish he was better at being a friend all the time. That's true. Um, so Topanga says, "Oh, I just thought you might have, you know, forgotten about me, and you know, and you're like, busy." He's like, "I could never have forgotten about you, poor Corey. My heart was breaking for him. He's trying to do everything right. Oh, and it's true. Like the more you try to do things right, the tougher things get." So she says, "Well, I gotta go. I can't kiss you. I'm sick." is it okay if I just blow you a kiss so you don't get germs? And he says, yeah, that's fine. And so she blows him a kiss and starts to walk out, and Sean's like, got away, scot free. And Corey, with his moral compass pointing in the direction of heaven. (laughs) What? Anyway, so he's, yeah, he calls up to Topanga. He's like, Topanga, don't go. I need to talk to you real quick. And she comes down the steps, and he's like, I accidentally kiss missy yeah he says i kissed her he says i accidentally kissed her he doesn't say she kissed me because he doesn't know how to handle this situation he's too young to understand how to handle it and i do think like as a girl as a 14 year old girl if my boyfriend had said she kissed me i didn't want anything to do with it but she kissed me i don't know that i would have believed it maybe but you definitely wouldn't have a chance to if he didn't say that that's true uh, I feel like Topanga would have understood. If I think I think to a point she's all she tends to be understanding unless it's about a pig that I guess has disappeared now. She's not letting go of that pig. Morgan has disappeared for months. <laughs> I also don't <laughs> let go of Morgan. I have brought her up in this episode. Uh, uh, so. Yeah. So he says, uh, I accidentally kissed her. And she says, how do you accidentally kiss her? Did you trip on a rug and break her fall with your lips? And he says, I, I really didn't mean to. I didn't want that to happen. And she just kind of immediately moves into. What kind of kiss was it? Was it like was this? Was it like this? And gives him like a little smooch. And then it's like, or was it like this? And grabs the back of his head and like lays a big wet one on him. And not even lays a big. You, there's tongue action. She, I'm there, pretty she, sure he lost his face. Yeah, she dove down his throat. This and, is too much. I can't talk about this anymore. What's <laughs> gross? Yeah. And, um. Is it any grosser than when Missy was talking about how moist her arm is? You didn't say it, so I pretended it didn't happen. <laughs> so You just lost all of our listeners saying that <laughs> word. Every single one of them. So, um, yeah, she like makes out with, him, out with him and he says, no, it wasn't like that at all. I've, it was, no one's ever kissed me like that before. Uh, I would just like to point out Topanga has kissed him like that before. She slammed him into a locker. His first kiss ever was like that. No, she didn't like, there was no tongue on that first one. 
Can um, you please stop talking about these kids' tongues? I mean, it is what it is. It was a different kind of kiss. Anyway, she's just like, don't ever let something like that happen again. Yeah. And, that and was she it. like gives him like a smirk. Like, okay. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I won't. They tied that one up real quick. Yeah. They ran out of time for the episode. Yeah. Uh, but then we get to the credit scene, I guess. It's not a post-credit scene, I learned. Yeah, it's not. Thank you for acknowledging and moving forward with that. Yeah, Harvey Keitel taught me that. <laughs> Throw this chair at your face. Go ahead. So what happens in the credit scene? Um, Eric is watching baseball, and he's like, Mom, Dad, hurry, it's about to happen. He's about to get hit again. And he only has to be hit two more times. He just got hit. He's laying on the ground. And he just has to be hit one more time. So Amy and Alan are sitting there watching it with him. And Amy's upset that he is ex- like excited that this man has been beaten down. And he, they've talked about his concussions a little bit. And he's just like laying on the ground. And he's like, I need a microphone, the guy on TV. and um, The baseball player. The baseball player. And he says through the mic, uh, it's been a pleasure, but I'm retiring. Well, he says... I consider myself the most unlucky man in the world, which is a reference to somebody, and I should have looked this up. There was a baseball... I think it was Lou Gehrig. It might have been... Um, God, I think it was Lou Gehrig. When he retired, he said, I consider myself the luckiest man in the world. Um, so he it was a play on that. That doesn't matter. I just found that interesting. It was a callback to like 1943 or whatever. When I retire, I'm going to be like, I consider myself the most average lucky person in the world. As a callback to who? This Lou, Lou Gehrig? Um, it might not have been Lou Gehrig, and now I feel dumb. I think we can move on from I can't, this. I can't let this go. This is the most boring part of the Boy Meets World episode, so I was hoping to just like... Right, wrap it up. Okay. So, uh, basically, the picture is not worth anything. Eric is upset, and that's it. That's the end of the episode. Dear class, this is a first in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World history, and I don't even know how to, like, I'm going to interject this into the episode. It'll be somewhere after we've already made ourselves look like idiots. Uh, We didn't, we, I, this is what happens. All right. We didn't take notes. We've made this very clear. I didn't take notes, and this is what happens when I don't take notes. And we were eating dinner while we were watching the episode. Uh, uh, Tanya kept saying, it's going to be fine. It wasn't fine. Because usually I cannot take notes and it'd be fine. No, because you got somebody guiding the ship, don't you? Our so, whole first season, neither of us really took notes. Anyway, real quick, we messed up. We didn't... Re- that wasn't the post credit scene, um, as as Alden and Tanya so surely have already said that was the post credit scene. It wasn't. We also didn't say it was the post credit scene because that is not a thing. <laughs> it wasn't the pre credit scene. It wasn't the credit scene. So... The actual credit scene was not Eric and the beanbag dude. So it's actually, we're in the hallway and Eli and Jonathan both are coming down the stairs and Eli's like, have you seen Feeney? Um, I'm really worried about him. I haven't heard from him since his marathon and, you know, his knee was really messed up. I'm concerned. And Mr. Turner's like, what knee? He's like, his knee's been fine. And... Mr. Feeney comes like bouncing down the hallway and he's like, oh man, it's great what a 10 mile walk can do for a person. I feel great. And they're like, 10 miles? You did the whole 10 miles? So then Jonathan's like, so I owe you $10. Here you go. And Eli's like, so that's 
$500? And Mr. Green's like, yep, $500, pay up. And he's like, what about your knee? He's like, oh, ow, ow, my joints. And then he like fake limps into the into the office. And then it pans over to Topanga, who's on the payphone, the same payphone that Corey was on earlier, mm-hmm. because she is calling him at home. And he's on the couch. And she's like, does it feel like knives in your throat? And he's like, yes. So clearly here, and, and duh, Corey, uh, Topanga was kissing him to make him sick. Yes. Yeah, so she, in get- Chubby, said, I'm not going to kiss you. You will get sick and blew him a kiss. And to punish him for kissing the other girl, she kisses him twice. And one, she basically, like... She inserted germs into his mouth. Yes. So... Corey's like, I, I don't, I can't even swallow. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to get better and be able to get back on my feet and get back to school. And she goes, don't you worry. I have something on its way now to get You'll you. You'll be on your feet in no time. And the door opens and Trini walks in. And she's like, hey, I have notes for you. And like, she's all full of energy. And then it's just like, bam, Yeah. So that was the actual end of the episode. And we're done. Uh. It was a good end. <laughs> it was a really good ending. And I don't even understand what's wrong with us. I'm so sorry, guys. Anyway, hey. Hey, Tanya, can you ask Alden how he feels about this episode? How do you feel about this episode? No, that's where it's going to... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you guys, Alden and Tanya. <laughs> Alden, how'd you feel about this episode? Well, it was Lou Gehrig, Tanya. Oh my God. <laughs> I just Googled. Um, that was the fastest Googling I've ever seen. Thanks. thanks. You have so many skills. Fast Googling is one of them. I'm very, very proud of you. What are some of my other skills? Um, You can write really good theme music. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed this episode. You said with a caveat. I mean, there was the weirdness, but... that It was a good episode. It was fun to watch, and it was it was impactful, and it was nice to see... A real situation again, and I feel like th- we had so many of those in season two, and then in season three we've had mm-hmm. kind of a, a mixed bag, but not a whole lot of what felt like real situations, right? Um, with people handling them in real ways, right? Um, because I, this is another one where like I can see myself in that situation and see myself reacting poorly or reacting um, with any sort of knowledge. And you see Corey reacting to it and you can go, yeah, like he's, he's having a real tough time with this. Right. And you're watching him struggle with that. Right. Which is when this show is at its best, I think, is when you're watching the characters struggle with their emotions and their thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it bothered me at the end, not necessarily the Missy stuff, because that's a real situation. What bothered me was I just wanted to grab him through the screen and say, no, tell the truth. Say what happened. She kissed you. You tried very hard not to be kissed. She kissed you. Like, I do. So, okay, is it my turn? No, but. Okay. But it's my turn. I have things to say. But I know myself in that situation. There were lots of things that happened to me, 14, 15, 16 years old, involving girls, especially where I didn't react in a way that would make sense to anybody outside of my head um i told you this story but i got i got my um learner's permit taken away when i was 15 because i accidentally saw a girl in a target changing room Mm -hmm. um and because they're they were renovating the changing room so they like combined them into one which was a stupid idea target and i got sent back and the girl opened it 
shirtless and I freaked out and I told my parents, I'm never going back there. I wouldn't try their clothes on. Buy me whatever you're going to buy me. I refuse to try these on. I could have told them, here's what happened. I didn't because I didn't know how to handle that situation. Um, and Corey, I mean, this is even an even harder to handle situation. So you just kind of, you react. Um, and he reacted for the most part very well. And he just couldn't bring his senses. He couldn't bring himself to his senses to say, Topanga, I'm really sorry. I promise you I didn't kiss her. Here's what happened. Mm-hmm. He just, he word vomited, vomited, um, and and didn't kind of explain it. And that, that stressed me out. Yeah. Um, that stresses me out anytime it happens. And when you told me the story about um, what happened to you, I immediately was like, why didn't you tell your parents what happened? And you're like, I don't know. And I, like, I understand you because I've watched you be stressed out about things and your brain shuts down when you get stressed. It's part of your anxiety. And I think back in the 90s, they didn't really talk about anxiety and Mm. and how that affects how you handle things. Um, But to me, your reaction, the shutting down, the not being able to say anything was um, what happened because of your anxiety over it. It put your brain into like a fight or flight situation and we've watched it happen with Caden a few times where it's like he doesn't even know how he's reacting to something and it can be something small that just because it makes that anxious feeling huge he doesn't realize that he's reacting out of in an out of place way like you made it seem like you were being rebellious and like you just didn't want to try on clothes anymore right um, and there have been a few times with Caden where that has happened, where we're like, what is wrong with you? Why are you acting like this? And then we find out later that something really did kind of like scratch at a nerve that caused that to happen. And it makes more sense. Right. Um, so there is there is a part of that that to me is an accurate depiction of like he didn't know how to handle it and and his brain just sort of stopped working like his his face got prickly or whatever and he just couldn't figure out how to deal Mm -hmm. um but when it came to how he dealt with missy he seemed so clear-headed yeah um but i loved this episode again i think it's so good to see things from more than one aspect Um, and I do think that when it comes like to gender norms in particular, when you're talking about gender as like a construct, you can throw that out the window. This is people doing this to other people and it sucks no matter who it is. It just happens that females have it happen more and in a more, um, aggressive, aggressive and sometimes very hostile manner. Because men know that they can overpower. Right. Um, But I, like, I feel sad that it has happened to you because I know that it's not an easy thing to, like, muddle through. Especially when you're like, I mean, my feelings on this are that it's good. But my brain is telling me for sure, no, this is not good. I, I... Just as another quick story, I just thought of it. But I was 
at a bar once with a girl and I was 22 or 23. So I'd, I'd had enough experience with, with this now. And I, at this point, I had no problem turning a girl down and just saying, no, nah, I'm not, not doing that. Mm-hmm. And I would get called, the things that I've been called for saying no to a girl is nuts. Right. Because yeah. how could you? Like, right. you are the nice guy. How could you say no to anybody? Well, and, and because they're so pretty and they're not used to being told no. Um, but I'm not into you. Like, if I'm not into you, I'm not into you. Um, but I was out with a girl and we drank a lot at this bar. And when you drink, you make poor decisions. And there was some kissing. And then I got to the point where I was like, I don't know how to stop this and not make her feel terrible. So I just kind of kept going with it. We went, we got a cab back to her house. Um, Tanya's looking at me so like almost jealous. No, I'm so sad. Keep going. It's fine. (laughs) But then we get to her house and stuff was, she was continuing to try to do things. And then she said, oh, I don't normally do stuff like this. What was wrong with me? And I, that was my opening. And I said, oh, if you don't normally do this, I don't want you to regret this tomorrow. We've had too much to drink. Let's stop. And he ran. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I have stories too, but I, not very many. Like, it's just. Well, and your stories are less funny, I think, because it's a man overpowering a woman. Yeah. I think, like, when you talk about bars and stuff, a lot of the times, like, men will say, well, we have a connection when you've only been talking to them for, like, five minutes. Where, like, a girl at least knows how to manipulate it so it seems like you guys really do have a connection. Like, men are just like, oh, we have a connection. I bought you a drink and you told me that you work at such and such store. Like, and now we're dating. Well, and the fact of the matter is, is you, I can be in that situation and most of the time be completely safe saying, no, you know what? Never mind. I'm I'm saying no now after an hour of making out I'm realizing no. Yeah, but, and so for sure women are not right. safe in any of those situations. It's my one of my sisters used to go out to bars all the time and it was one of the scariest things to me because of the fact that like you can tell the wrong person no and end up dead. And it's a very 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 real reality. Yeah. That's um a- and that's not saying that women don't snap and do that to men ever but it happens to women so often yeah so it's um it's scary to tell a man no yeah so here but i had other things to say okay sam so the other thing about so now we have texting and cell phones and ways to sort of think our thoughts out before we say things in a more detailed and structured manner. So like if something had happened with like that with me and you. Yes. Um, and I had found myself in the situation that Corey was in and I felt like I needed to tell you what I would have done is thought it out and sent you a text message worded in a detailed way that says, hey, this is what happened. I'm on my way over to you. I'm a little shaken up right now. Mm -hmm. I feel taken advantage of, and I also, I don't want to hurt you, but this happened. Well, yeah, because at that moment, you need support. So at that moment, Corey needed support, and he got the exact opposite. 
Not necessarily from Topanga. He didn't get support from Topanga, but that's because he didn't explain it. But his best friend is telling him, like, don't, why do you feel bad? Like, you're being dumb. You got away with kissing Missy. Like, Sean is telling him that he's an idiot for being upset. Right. And I'm upset with Sean because he's an idiot. Yeah. Um, But my point is, is that then everything had to happen in the moment. You either get a phone call and you have to explain something, boom, right then and there, or someone shows up where you are and you have to, boom, explain things right then and there. Mm -hmm. If this had been now, I would have known you were on your way to Chubby's because you would have texted me and told me. Mm -hmm. I would have had time to think things through and tell you what happened and tell you, like, I'm upset about this. And the thing I'm most upset about is you being hurt by this and I'm really sorry. But they didn't have that kind of time right? to think things through like that. Yeah. I read, like, Caden's text messages. Like, when we, ha- we have to check their phones, and I usually just skim through. And I'm always shocked at how articulate he can be and how mature he can be with what he tells his friends about, like, no, I'm going to bed because this is what I'm... Like, he, he mm-hmm. artic- like he speaks it so well in a text message in a way that he wouldn't be able to do in person because he would either be embarrassed or whatever. I think that that is a really good tool. And I'm glad we have it now. I'm glad our kids have it now because I think it would save a lot of this Corey heartache. Yeah. Do you have any more you want to add on the situation? I cannot believe how long we've been talking about this episode. How long has it been? Uh, well, once I cut it out, it's probably about an hour and ten minutes, um, which is a long time for me not having notes. But I think we just we really enjoy talking about these episodes that are fun to talk about. Right. And, and we've had good episodes this season, but they've been so Sean-centric, anything... Um, important has been based on what's going on with Sean. I think, too, a lot of the emotional responses to everything have been um, kind of just, I don't know, an immediate reaction. Whereas this, you can see... There's like a buildup. Yeah. And, you, and then a chain reaction. And you, you have to kind of read the situation and you can kind of read how Corey's feeling about the situation. Like, it's a, it's a lot deeper than just here's this awful thing that's going on with Sean because Sean's emotions are right there. Like it's right. never, it's never deeper than surface with him. It's, it's kind of, here's how I feel and here's why. And his situation, as sad as it is, our, it's a situation that is talked about all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's very devastating that, that we know more about parents abandoning their children than we know about consent and um, how it affects people when things like this happen. But it's true. Like when we were kids, we were able to understand Sean's story better than understanding the wide array of emotions happening in this episode. Yeah, that's true. And I think when this episode came out, there was probably a lot of like, why didn't Corey just kiss Missy? Or I think there were probably a lot of girls who would have thought that he did something wrong true um i'm interested to see later episodes because i distinctly remember people saying in this episode that he cheated on topanga there are two episodes that people cite as him cheating on topanga and this is one of them 
So can't wait to find out what the next one is. Uh, but it won't be this season. It'll nope. be, it's a few seasons from now. Um, yeah, I want to see that one again, too. But there's also, I know that later on, his and Topanga's relationship is a lot more problematic, and I don't know how we're going to handle that. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, anyway, anything else you want to say? Uh, no, other than... Now? <laughs> you can find us at... BMG and BMW on Twitter. Yay! You did it. You can email us at bmgmbmw at gmail.com. And we have a group on Facebook. Just search for Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World or BMG and BMW. And Alden's running our Instagram. I am. Go watch 30 second clips of our episodes and stuff. And share or, them or whatever. I don't know. Or, <laughs> share them or whatever. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I've posted more pictures on our BMG and BMW Instagram this year on january 11th than i posted on my instagram personally the entire 2019 so i got that going for me it's cool good job i'm so proud of you see that's another thing you're good at posting pictures sometimes so anyway thank you for joining us on this long but fun episode let us know what you thought um let us know what you thought maybe in 1995 when you saw this episode did you think Corey cheated on topanga does that opinion change now did you think he should just gone for it with missy have you been in any situations like this um you can reach out to us in any of those places and, and talk to us about it anyway thank you for joining us this has been boy meets girl meets boy meets world season three episode nine class dismissed